my favorite American day of the year. You're on the road with me, Chuck Kramer, Mr. California Wine. I live in London, selling really good California wine across Europe for the Chilato family. And this podcast is about California, the Golden State, my home state, and awesome wines. In each week, I interview a guest who really knows their wine, including this week's guest, who runs Harper Wells in Norwich, the hottest wine shop in Norfolk. Each week, we'll have some fun and ultimately improve your boozing. My favorite American holiday, without a doubt, is Thanksgiving. And this is my Thanksgiving episode. So what does Thanksgiving mean to me? Family. It's all about family. No presents, none of the glitz that goes with Christmas, just a fun, spirited get-together with family and close friends. And wherever there's an American, there's a Thanksgiving dinner on this day. Thanksgiving is now celebrated worldwide. Most restaurants outside of the U.S. will offer Americans a turkey dinner. This year, though, is a huge exception due to COVID-19 and global lockdowns. Yet a few of my local pubs last year, like the Italian Job, Duke of Sussex, The Swan, did a Thanksgiving dinner. And every year, you can always count on Smith & Walensky for a traditional Thanksgiving feast. This On The Road episode is brought to you by TheBuyer.net, the voice of the premium on trade. The first Thanksgiving was celebrated way back in 1621 over a three-day harvest festival, which included 50 pilgrims and 90 Wampanoag Indians. Today, Thanksgiving is all about celebrating with family and close friends and being thankful for what you have. It's not a commercial holiday, far from it. It's a holiday that's stripped down to the bare essentials. Loved ones, amazing food, and NFL football games. And some of my fondest memories growing up were on Thanksgiving Day. Ever since I can remember as a kid, we always celebrate at my grandma Cano's house in Torrance, California. My grandmother, my grandfather, my mom, aunts Flora and B were in the kitchen wrestling with the oven and the bird. The turkey and all the trimmings were so good mashed potatoes, candied yams, green beans, stuffing, and all you can eat, pumpkin pie, loaded with whipped cream. But for me, the best part was after the meal. We're all spread out on the floor. My cousins, the Stuyvesants and Borks, uncles Bud, Ron and Butch, my dad, my brother Bill and sister Teresa. Teresa, I'm always thinking about you. Stuffed to the max, lying motionless on the floor. Those were fun times. The house was filled with laughter, the sounds of NFL football games, and loads of love. And their tradition carries on with my kids, Audrey and Amelia. And they'll do the same with their families. Hey, it's time to get off memory lane and back on the road. My guest this week manages the hottest wine shop in Norwich. And he's from my city, my town, L.A. So buckle up. Here we go on the road. My guest this week moved from Burbank, California to London in 1994, beating me to the punch by six years. Since touching down on this side of the pond, he's worked at Vinopolis and the Wine Wharf on the South Bank. In 2005, he moved to Norwich and did a few stints working at a boutique hotel, Adnams, and a couple wine shops. 
And in 2011, my guest found his calling at Harper Wells in Norwich's city center, where he's been running the show ever since. You're on the road with Chuck Kramer, Mr. California Wine. And my guest this week is Brian Sullivan, Harper Wells. Brian, thank you for being on the road with me this week. Really good to see you, dude. Uh, we're going to go mano a mano today. I've got a native Los Angelino on the Zoom with me today who lives here in the United Kingdom for our Thanksgiving podcast. Hey, Chuck. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, buddy. Brian, what a really strange year. You know, but boy, watching our Dodgers win after a 32-year drought, you got the T-shirt on, the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series 2020, and this was definitely a bright spot for me. It was an awesome win, wasn't it? Were you happy? Oh, totally. Unbelievable. The the, the, the reports I was getting from my family back home in Burbank, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to happen, but... Lordy, it sure did. And I, and I thought of you as well. I thought, uh, Mr. Kramer, he's going to be stoked on this one, as no, we all were. So. Exactly. <laughs> we were texting while they were playing. That was that was awesome. Well, That's listen, right. thanks again for being on the road with me this week, Brian. Uh, we met several years ago, and I don't remember how long it's been, but it's been a while. We met, we met at a, a Golden State tasting years back here in London, and it was just really nice to meet somebody from L.A. who works in the trade. There's not too many people talking about California, who actually live in California, who actually live in the UK. So this is awesome. So just tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, where you grew up in Los Angeles. Well, uh, yeah, um, I grew up just kind of more or less sort of next door uh, to you, Chuck, uh, uh, the valley over to the right. You're from San Gabriel Valley. I'm from the San Fernando Valley. Um, yeah, man, I'm from a town called Burbank, just uh, the other side of the Hollywood Hills. And uh I went to high school at Notre Dame over in Sherman Oaks. Uh, and Ooh, Rivals, uh, rivals to my Loyola High School. That's right. We used to play you guys in the football and used to kick our asses <laughs> in a major way. Um, yeah, so grew up in the Valley. I went to uh, Notre Dame over in Sherman Oaks and uh, did uh, a stint at Valley College in, uh, over in North Hollywood. And uh, yeah, odd jobs here, there and everywhere. And uh, But uh, I was really uh, you know, massively into music, so kind of into the punk scene and I know you're excited. I had Bill Good of uh, Faith No More on an episode a while yeah. back, and I know you're a big fan, right? So I think you played that one in the shop, right? That episode. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, the, the various clubs that I used to go to. You might know a few of them, like the Anti Club, Bell's Bar, Raji's, where I actually saw Nirvana, like back in the day. Wow. The Whiskey of Go Go, yeah, the Palace. I used to hang out the Barfly, but um, uh, oh, the, the Barfly, Palace, sure, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool little uh, place. Uh, the pick me up, seen a few cool bands there. But the Palace, that's where I'd see in Faith No More a few times. And the Hollywood Palladium as well. And the Palladium. So. That takes me back because I saw right when they were starting in Pasadena at Perkins Palace. I think it's called like the Raymond Street Theater now in Pasadena. Um, I was with a buddy of mine, Anthony Mira, and we saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers just as they were debuting. So, I mean, it's amazing. L.A. back then in the 80s, you know, hanging out places like the Crush Bar and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, just great vibe, man. Just great vibe. Yeah, the Crush Bar right there off Hollywood Boulevard, Motown, Motown music. And you just like dance till like three in the morning. It was awesome. That's right. I remember that place as well, of course. Good call, buddy. Good call. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's fantastic. What brought you uh, all the way from Burbank, California, um, where we have a few, uh, where we have a, where we did have a movie studio out there. Uh, I think Johnny Carson actually filmed in Burbank before he moved his uh, uh, studio somewhere into uh, Los Angeles. So what brought you from Burbank, California uh, to the United Kingdom? 
Uh, well, it's it's actually really simple. Uh, uh, it's the word love. <laughs> I met an English I met an English girl here in in, uh, in Los Angeles back in the day, and we became really good friends, and that evolved. And next thing I know, we got married and flipped the flipped the quarter, whether we were going to stay in Los Angeles or go back to where she's from in Southeast London. And uh, it was the latter, which I didn't have a problem with because um, I've always loved the UK and Ireland because having Irish parents, I was always coming over here as a kid and stuff. So yeah, so I've been here since 1994 when I married Karen. So six years before me. So just briefly, how did you meet Karen in LA and what was she doing there after growing up in London? Oh, she was traveling and I met her at a gig. Wow. <laughs> simple, yeah, simple as. And uh, the rest, honestly, the rest is history. Uh, I could talk to you for hours about this. That's, that's <laughs> cool. So you moved here in 1994. So six years before I get here in 2000, I think what is your first job in the wine trade at Vinopolis? Uh, yeah, under the bridges there, uh, uh, London Bridge, uh, off the back of Borough Market. Yeah, I, I got back in the, the mid to late 90s. Didn't know anything about wine, you know. I mean, uh, back back in Burbank, if it came to wine, it would be a jug wine, Ernest and Gala. We'd get knackered on it up at the golf so, course. <laughs> well, do, you, do you remember, like, I remember, like, high school proms. We thought the big thing was buying a bottle of, like, that Andre cheap sparkling stuff. Remember, was it Andre, I think? And it had, like, the crown cap and or the plastic cap or something like that. It was just the cheap sparkling wine and that's only, what, that was the only type of wine i drank otherwise it was just <laughs> it was just beer that was it back then well totally yeah dos Equis and corona for sure you know because we come from it we live in you know it's a desert climate that we grew up in it was you know th- you know what like nine months of the year was like scorchio so all you wanted to drink was cold suds you know instead of but th- i do remember that sparkling wine and i sold it at the italian deli that i worked in when i was going when i was at high school um down the street uh but i never drank it really but it was that bloody uh ernest and gallio jug wine and god you could finally ill on it but yeah. we still drank it <laughs> yeah well we thought we thought we were big time and uh in in high school when we popped open a bottle of uh, sparkling wine with a plastic cork in it and we probably paid about <laughs> and we probably paid and we probably paid about six bucks for it anyway you would uh yeah that's that's awesome okay fantastic okay so um love brings you to the uk are in what your 10th year with harper wells this beautiful wine shop in uh city center of norwich yeah, that's right. I so Vinopolis was my introduction to wine. Uh, it was basically a needs to a means to an end, and I mm-hmm. worked front of house selling tickets. And then next thing I know, I'm on a wizard course. And next thing you know, several years down the line, I've left Vinopolis, and I'm now running the wine bar off the back of it, the uh, Wine Wharf. And, Remember um, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing and doing doing the diploma. So it's like, wow, okay. I'm into it, but um, yeah. Um, so I left. Uh, I left London to go up to Norfolk uh, to work in a hotel as a food and beverage manager uh, in 2005, and uh, got sick of that after a couple of years, and then went into the wine trade proper, and worked for Adams for a few years and a couple of other independents, and then ended up working for Dean and Ed at Harper Wells, and uh, and here I am today in my tenth year, as you just said. What's your day-to-day role then at Harper Wells? Basically to sell the juice, man, you know, push, you know, to sell, sell wine. Uh, well, <laughs> before COVID, um, hosting a, a myriad of, you know, wine events, uh, private tastings, corporate events, uh, showcase tastings, if I didn't say that already, you know, and I'm speaking for my fellow colleagues up and down the country, those ancillary streams, uh, the events, the corporates and the weddings, you the know, weddings. 
yeah, they've gone through the floor. You know, that's it's just really tough. You know, I mean, retailing is 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 rocking and rolling. You know, but uh, but those those other bits uh, haven't. But my routine is basically to get in there and just you know show the love. And we've been getting in some really really cool wine. Um, um, I'm stacked up now, thank God, with Federalist wines. They they're flying off the shelf, dude. I'm not saying that. I mean, I am saying it, but I'm not saying it because oh, I'm on the podcast. But they are. I love really- the plug. I love the plug for the Federalist. I love the plug. Yeah. There, and I've got my little Federalist orange juice glass here. Uh, well, oh, yeah. You, your, your Federalist your rock glasses that I sent you. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah are thank gorgeous. you very much. They're lovely. They are. I know. I know. I should have the, the, the Federalist wine in it, but it's it's only nine fifteen in the morning here, so <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go with orange juice. But it's pretty crazy times right now, you know. But uh, thank God that we're retailing hard. But it's really we're behind the curve, and I'm sure you know, like many of us, we are because of you know the loss of other uh, income avenues. From the event side, banqueting side, not only wine shops, hotels. I mean, there's just zero business at the moment. But what I like every time I talk to you, Brian, Harper Wells has a great front man with you in the store because you're passionate about what you do. I could tell in your voice that you love what you do comes across just in terms of, you know, um, your persona uh, when you walk into the shop or um, you're doing a, a tasting. So that's, so that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I mean, Thank you. I'm, I'm glad they've got you there. I can't think of anybody better that should be selling wine up in Norwich and especially California wine. I mean, look at dude, how many mm. Californians are working in the trade here in the UK, you know, let alone say Europe. So today's our Thanksgiving episode. Would you normally do something in the shop for Thanksgiving or it's just not that big of a deal up there? Um, I mean, it's a big deal to, 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 to myself, like to you. I mean, it's my favorite holiday of the year, you know, festive season of the year. Exactly. Um, we don't particularly run a quote unquote Thanksgiving offer, but I do have a few North American customers, stroke friends who come in and and do celebrate and so you know we push a little bit of pinot noir or you know some some soft light reds that go good with the turkey bird or the gammon or you know or if they're doing beef or what have you you know the, all the relevant wines that work with the turkey and all the trimmings and what have you um but in terms of uh, of, of the wines and, and north american wines that we sell there's no question about it that um uh you know california is where it's at in our shop and um if you went to the new world section of my shop and any given time of the week you're going to see a gap on the shelf it's definitely going to be california because we sell so much of it and we're totally stoked to be selling um to be stocking federalist wines which have been going like it's just been flowing so cool i just got a delivery in the other day of some stock and it's still not enough i need i need more in i got in fact i got to speak to them today to get to get some more stock in so a lot of federalist chuck and we stock the entire range That's great. I really appreciate the support. The Tolados appreciate your support. I mean, look at it's an American craft wine. It's a fantastic wine for Mm -hmm. Turkey Day, right? You Mm -hmm. got the Chardonnay there. You got the Lodi Zin. You got the Cab. So you have some nice choices to go with the the bird. Uh, So I really appreciate the support. In addition to the Federalist, uh, what else are you selling from uh, California? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, you'll know most of them. I mean, we quote of all, Klein, Frog's Leap, Big Basin, Field Recordings, Ambon Clément, Stoltman, Starita, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, quite quite a few of them, you know. That's um, fant- no, that's fantastic that you're really um, promoting. California Wine Institute's going to love you mm-hmm. here, Damien and Justine. So you're really promoting the, um, you know, California as a, um, as, as a category. And it sounds like you got a really nice balance between, say, mainstream California, which I guess Federalists would fall into that category, Klein as well. But then you also have some like boutique smaller producers as yeah. well. So you have a nice yeah. balance, I think, that showcases California really well. 
Anything, try. Yeah. anything that stands out from a boutique standpoint that you've got that maybe is a bit different, quirky? Oh, dude, totally, totally. And we just got some in the other day. You're going to be loving this. you got to check out the Giornato Fiano. Uh, it's from Paso Robles. And um, these boys and girls, I mean, they they kick it out of the, knock it out of the ballpark. Um, the Fiano is, um, it's a, well, I mean, it's a field blend. It's, it is mostly Fiano. It's about 76%, if I can be exact. And it's balanced out with a bit of Trebbiano and, and uh, Falangina. Jancis Robinson has uh, said it's one of the best Fianos uh, she's uh, ever tasted. And Robert Parker uh, put it right up there in his top 100 wines that he's ever tasted, if that means anything. Wow. So, so Gerinato Fiano from Paso Robles. I love yeah. pa- I love Paso. I can't imagine there's much Fiano planted in, in Paso, but who supplies you with this wine? Uh, we get this one in from Butano. From Butano. And what does it retail for? Uh, it's not cheap, uh, but but when you taste it, you can see why it. They, they, it we 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 knock it out at twenty three ninety nine. Twenty three ninety nine. How much would say the um, the Federalist Chardonnay or Cab retail for? The price band is between eighteen ninety nine up to about thirty pounds, just over the thirty pound mark. So thirty pounds for more like more expensive, what like Visionaries in or something like that? Uh yeah, exactly. I love that wine. God, that's a good wine. Okay. Next time I see you, you got to hold on to the, a bottle that Gerenato Fiano for uh, for me, and I'll, I'm gonna send you one. I'll send I'll, you one. Don't I'll, worry. I'll, I'll I'll swap a visionary uh, for you for the Fiano, and you're gonna make like seven bucks. How's that? <laughs> Don't worry about it, buddy. I'll get one to you next week. I, honestly, I put one aside for you yesterday when it came in. I thought of you right away. <laughs> well, looking forward to to tasting that. Moving on. This is again our Thanksgiving uh, episode. Gobble gobble. Tell me what Thanksgiving means to you, dude. Well, it's uh, it's all about family and friends uh, celebrating, you know, a great time of year. Um, I love Thanksgiving because I mean, everybody back home in the States celebrates it. Doesn't matter what your race creator, but it's, you know, it's just a great day to break bread, have some turkey, drink a lot of wine, watch some football, pass out on the living room floor. You know, it's just a great day. You know, I really, you know, I, I and if there's one day I went, yeah, one day in the in the year, since night from 1994 to 2020, there's one day of the year, you know, I'll cut Christmas as well, but Thanksgiving really makes me homesick. And this is my home. I'm, 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 I like in that Homeland movie, you know, that, that's saying he's been turned. I'm turned, man. I think English. I speak American. I don't say tomato. I say tomato and aluminum. And, you know, I'll never change my ways in pronouncing words and whatever, or try not to. But Same. I, you know, but I'm anglicized. I think, you know, I think, I think British, you know. So hence what I'm getting at is I, I, I don't get all kind of homesick all the time. Uh, I, I really don't. I pine for it sometimes, but, but Thanksgiving makes me homesick. I can't remember the last time I've been home for Thanksgiving because normally this time of year, November, you're slammed in the shop. Mm. I'm traveling just, you know, it's just a busy time of the year leading up yeah. to Christmas and it's just tough. Uh, to get away, but it does make me homesick. I agree with you. It's all about family, close friends. And this is my favorite American holiday, hands yeah. down, here, is here. Uh, is Thanksgiving. Just a lot of good memories growing up and still to this day, just sitting around the table. It's just a great way to bring it in. So Thanksgiving mean anything up in Norfolk? Are you doing anything special in the shop? Do you have any like turkeys running around? Are you taking them out back and knocking their brains out with a bottle of wine and, <laughs> and cooking them later in the evening? What are you doing? 
<laughs> well, actually, all <laughs> joking aside, um, um, uh, Norfolk is actually really well known for its uh, its pigs and turkeys. They, we do they do they, they breed you know lovely turkey up here. And uh, if you were with me right now, we were going go on a little wine uh, a little wine excursion up to the North Norfolk coast to go see some customers. Not many of them are open, but you'll see um, lots of signage and uh, uh, for for you know. Uh, turkeys uh, for sale and what have you. So, uh, it, so in terms of uh, that aspect, yeah, there is there is quite a turkey, a lot of turkey action. But in terms of celebrating Thanksgiving, it's far and few between. But I celebrate it with my family, with Karen and the girls. So you know, that's great. And I imagine you're in the shop. Your hours are something like ten thirty to six six or so. So, would you normally celebrate uh, Thanksgiving today, Thanksgiving dinner, or you do it on the weekend when you're not working? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it would be on the weekend. We, and in fact, it'd be on the Sunday. It'd be our Sunday tea or Sunday roast. What are you going to open? What are you going to drink with the turkey and all the trimmings? Do you have anything lined up? Uh, <clears throat> I do. I've got a, um, a, a a private client stroke friend who lives here just outside the city center. And, and uh, he and his wife are very well traveled. And, uh, and you know, they're only human. They love Californian wine. And they... Um, uh, actually turned me on to this producer, Abel Close from Santa Lucia. Well, it's some pretty, uh, you know, pretty hot Pinot Noirs that they do. Uh, and uh, I tried some wine, tried some with them when they had ordered some online uh, last year and it blew my mind. If you gave it to me blind, I would have thought, is this new world? Is this old world? Is it old world? Is it new world? But it's beautiful. You like it, mate, um, honestly. So I'm trying to get a bottle off of them from their cellar. So that would be for my my, my red and for my my white go-to. And again, this is something you definitely know. And we and actually we do sell uh, uh, from time to time is Ramy. Oh, beautiful producer Sonoma. I've been to the uh, the winery um, a few times. Brian, I want to thank you for being on the road with me today. I really enjoyed it. But before we go, I'm going to pull over to the side and I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. I call this the Ben and Q&A. Okay, so just give go me the it. first answer that comes to mind. You ready to go? Go for it, mate. What did you drink too much of growing up? Um, ashamedly, uh, too much what, Jose Cuervo uh, tequila <laughs> and, um, um, uh, and, and Dos Equis at the same time. Not a good combination, brother. <laughs> well, no, Dos Equis, is, Dos Equis is still good. But Jose Cuervo, I love tequila and I love good tequila. But yeah, back then, just those shots of Jose Cuervo. I mean, I could still, I still shake when I smell Jose Cuervo. I can't drink it anymore. <laughs> Oh, same here, brother. It's not good. (laughs) No, it's It's, not. (laughs) So you drank too much Rosé Cuervo. Fantastic. What's your go-to quaffing wine at home? I love the Fault Space Slow Chenin Blanc, which we do in the shop for like, it's cheap as chips. Uh, It's organic. And I, I just love it. If you could ask any celebrity, living or dead, to join you for Thanksgiving dinner, who would that be? I'm going to throw, uh, this is, that's a good question. And I, I, there are many, but um, being a fellow Los Angelian, like you're like a good self, I, I'm not sure if you were familiar uh, or knew about the late great Jonathan Gold, who was the um, food critic for the, for the Los Angeles times and the LA weekly, who sadly passed away in 2018. Wow. Um, He's the dude, man. He put so many restaurants on the culinary map in Los Angeles, who happened to also be a music critic and for the LA Times covering um, everything from classical music to like gangster rap, NWA and, you know, you name it. So, and, uh, but a very unassuming looking man. But as I said, Sally is no longer with us. Brilliant documentary uh, called City of Gold. Check it out. And um, you'll, um, you'll, you'll see why I chose this man. He is deep water, brother. (laughs) 
City of Gold. Yeah, I still I still read the LA Times online. Um, I love I love that paper on the weekend. Me too. Yeah, City yeah. of Gold. Okay, great shout. Last question: Money, no object. What California wine would you open for Thanksgiving dinner? We happen to have a bottle that came in the other day. And it's the 2004, well, we got a parcel in, we sold it off, but there was one spare bottle going. It's the 2014 Hirondelle Clodeval Stag's Leap AVA Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow. Great producer. And Stag's yeah. Leap is the place for Cab in Napa. I mean, tiny region. Fantastic. Well, dude, that was killer. I want to thank you so much for being on the road with me this week. I really appreciate your support of the Federalist Wines you know, playing the the podcast in the store. And I just want to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. Back at you, Chuck. Happy happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And, And thanks for having me. I want to thank Brian Sullivan for being on the road with me this week. Brian is an awesome dude. And it's been fun chatting with a guy over here who grew up 30 minutes from me in L.A. And to think that we could have been partying at the same time at the Crush Bar in Hollywood back in the 1980s. That's crazy. Harper Wells placed a solid number 24 in Harper's Wine and Spirits Top 50 Wine Merchant of the Year Awards this year. That's an awesome achievement. The team up there, Brian, Sam, and Dean, do a tremendous job. And I appreciate their continued support of my Federalist Wines and wines from my home state. Now, it's normally time for wine and restaurant of the week, but since we're in the middle of another brutal lockdown, restaurants are sadly closed. Therefore, I'm gonna shout out two wine shops. Harper Wells up north in Norwich are doing a great job promoting and selling my Federalist wines. They also boast a strong lineup from California, including Klein from Sonoma, always good value for money. The wines from Tim Mathiasen are always really good, along with Sandy, Stoltman, and Donkey and Goat, which to me sounds more like a local pub. In the South, Hanford Wines in South Kensington is always a favorite of mine. Greg Sherwood, MW, and team are always talking up California. In addition to stocking my Federalist, Sanford, Dueling Pistols, Rutherford Hill, and Chimney Rock Wines, their selection is first class. You can find gems like Silver Oak, Flowers, Obon Clima, Patson Hall, Ridge, Birkino, and the list goes on and on. This may be the best California wine offering in London. And any of these wines will go well with your turkey feast today. This week's fun facts. And since this is the Thanksgiving episode, I'm going to rifle off a few of them. Turkey wasn't on the first Thanksgiving menu. It was venison, duck, goose, oysters, and lobster. Wow, those guys had good taste. Abraham Lincoln made Thanksgiving a national holiday on October 3rd, 1863. Good old Honest Abe was a stud of a U.S. president. And JFK was the first president to pardon a turkey. And I thought that was Gerald Ford when he pardoned Nixon. My bad. And did you know that Americans eat an estimated 50 million pumpkin pies on Thanksgiving Day? I can't wait to dig into a couple slices later on today. Pumpkin pie is the best. Thank you very much for tuning in. And today, I'm really thankful and grateful for my family and friends. I couldn't imagine life without them. And I'm amazed that my podcast is now picked up in 39 countries. So thank you for your support. And wherever you are, I'm wishing everyone a 
happy Thanksgiving. I'll be back next week on the road with Salvatore Russo, General Manager, Heliot Steakhouse, Hippodrome Casino. It's the closest we'll get to Vegas, baby, this year. If we can't hop on a flight to the Golden State, I'll bring California to you. Keep listening, and it would be great if you could write a review. Until next time, on the road with me, Chuck Kramer, Mr. California Wine. Take it easy.